Hello and welcome to the W Basketball Show. I'm your host Lucas, joined this week by my co-host. You want to be a co-host? For sure. Yeah, for sure. Marco, Marco, how are you? Pretty good, man. Um, I think it's the humidity, not the heat, but um, apart from that, I'm pretty good. What's wrong about the humidity? It's too humid. You reckon? Yeah. Did you know? I thought today had a bit of a dryness to it. Really? Oh, I actually don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I actually think it was just like the like the first out of context hot day in a really long time yeah so i just think my body didn't really know how to react were you at work or i was at work yeah um and the the temperature inside the office was actually quite fine now there is a bit of background noise it's the it's the street it's the cars it's the street not the humidity (laughs) the cars and the trams that is going to be something that might be constant throughout the show, the uh, episode. Well, throughout the months of December, January, and February. Yeah, even. but there is no um, way of cooling down the room otherwise. And <laughs> as we've actually, <laughs> the only thing we've already talked about is how hot it is. So so hot. So that's that on that, and and that's a tram pass. <laughs> um, yeah. So you do you have air conditioning in your office? Is it like one of those offices where you're inside and it's like it's kind of like frosty cold? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's got their like, it's like those air cons that like weren't regulated for a really long time. Yeah. They're like, oh, we can't resell these anymore because there's just like one, uh, let's call it a um, concentrate that like <laughs> makes people's throats dry in a really unsafe I way. I see, I yeah, see, I one see. One of those ones. But you're pretty cold. Yeah, because we, we had the air con going and it was, it was pretty okay, but I went to my parents' house and they have evaporative cooling and evaporative cooling doesn't do anything when it's this humid. Like, yeah, it's right. just sucking hot air and then blowing like almost as hot air back <laughs> out. It's so bad. Yeah, it's the one. It's the one failure of a very environmentally friendly um, <laughs> and cost-efficient cooling system. Actually, it's evaporative. Yeah. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> um, that's when you have to open the windows, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. it like draws the air in. That's yeah, yeah. Think it's drawing the air in. It's so yeah. moist. It's like, what can I do with this? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, full circle moment, windows open, etc. <laughs> so, uh, that's not what we came on here, of course. <laughs> yada, 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 yada. Um, <laughs> uh, the Australian Opals. Oh, this is the W Basketball Show we've introduced. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Clicked yeah. on it. Listen to. You also said it at the top, the top of the <laughs> yeah. hour. Uh, they've listened to multiple episodes. You know mm-hmm. what the deal is. Um, this episode, we've just. We've just. Re- with the Not we, but the Australian Opals have just released their. 20 player squad ahead of the Olympics Mm -hmm. or maybe even more specifically the Olympic qualifying tournament Mm -hmm. Um, so we're going to talk a bit about that and then we've got a a few things in store I'm sure you'll have been spoiled by the title of this episode but we're going to start with the Opals Um, so I think this actually got dropped last night or something Mm -hmm. hit the Opals social media this morning but yeah what are your like initial feelings thoughts and reactions potentially emojis it, to it, the Opals squad. It's. I think we shared this this morning, but it was like exciting. Mm. It was exciting, uh, you know, getting this list of names and being like, fire out, we have so many good basketball yeah. players and like we're really strong at every position. Um, it's, I, I think it's good to see all 12 members of the World Cup squad returning because that felt like, you know, that felt like a kind of... Uh, I don't want to say generational, but it felt like a group that like wasn't done um, mm. in 2022. Like that wasn't the sort of last tilt that they were going to make together. And obviously, like it was just such a good squad. Like you know, we only lost to uh, a really, really, really well drilled China side with the crowd on their side as well. Mm. And you know, like we wouldn't have been in the US um, under any circumstances. Mm. Um, and then yeah, it's just fun seeing like some of the like good 
young up young and up and coming uh, players, particularly Isabel Boys. That really that mm. really got me excited seeing her name on that because um, she's nineteen years old. Yeah, <laughs> and like you can, I mean, I don't know if she's clearly in the twelve. No, I, sorry, I don't think she's clearly in the final twelve. But like, you can see her fighting for a spot at the Olympics for sure. Yeah, I think there's. I think I counted 15 players that I'd love to bring yeah. on this 12 players squad. Um, I think the, like the main takeaway I had was just like it's such an embarrassment of riches. Mm. Like th- we could pick, you know, I feel like anyone's worst 12, quote unquote worst, because you got to be really good <laughs> to be in this <laughs> situation in the first place. Yeah. But even if we were to pick our weakest 12 from whatever, uh, you know, from person to person. We we're gonna compete for a podium spot and man let's like let's get a fucking let's get a medal ah yeah. oh, down I swore <laughs> <laughs> but let's get a medal like yeah. th- like this this we're ready like we're ready to get a medal now uh, we got talent we got like leadership we've got every part of the court is covered yeah. um, and we yeah I think you said we've got depth in every position mm. um, there's like eight players on this uh, squad that like feel like they could be the most vocal player on the court mm. you know like. Yeah, there's so much leadership and veteran experience. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you sorry, go on. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I, I think yeah, we're just we're a threat on every at every part of the court offensively, and you know, I mean, who like I can't like, who's bad at defending on this list? Yeah, well? yeah. It's so Aussie to just be like annoyingly good at yeah, D. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> everyone on this list like kind of feels that I guess. Maybe LJ and uh, Akuso, Zatino Akuso, maybe they don't feel like the most uh, diverse defensive skill sets. Yeah. But, man, that's, that's two out of 20 and, like, they're centres. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. And that's, like, you know, the whole point of having Lauren Jackson at the World Cup, you know, was that we had other bigs who could, like, yeah. make up for her, you know, being over 40 years old. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to say her lack of defensive skills. Yeah. I think it's purely an age and physicality thing at, yeah. at uh, this stage. But yeah, that's the beauty of it. Like, it's so balanced um, because of the options we have at every position. Like, yeah. yeah. And I think that the role she played uh, was more of a leadership and, like, vocal role and, like, mm-hmm. off-court stuff. Um, but also leading on the court. And I think uh, of the four episodes I did with um, oh my god All four of them Made the squad Yeah um, But of the four Episodes I did with uh, That's crazy actually <laughs> <It's so laughs> You've cool. already said this to me and yeah. <laughs> It's crazy to think that um, I think all of them Made mention of Like uh, LJ's Just leadership And like mm. her experience So I think that you could I mean I'm, I get a feeling She could get a ticket to Paris Just based on that And like 100%. How she can help players Just get the most out of themselves Um I'll be posting a depth... Oh, sorry. The Deep 2 will be releasing a depth chart uh, for the Australian Opals ahead of the uh, Olympic qualifying tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, should I run through it? Yeah, well, why don't we go... Not position by position, category by category. Yeah. Um, and maybe you can explain why you think, you know, player X is <coughs> over player Y yeah. in your eyes. Yeah. So I categorise them as backcourt, wings, and bigs. Where do you want to start? Well, let's start with the backcourt. There you go. You know, <laughs> start from the bottom. <laughs> now we're here. <laughs> Pretty good place to start. Uh, <laughs> I've got... This is... Uh, and I've also, like, kind of uh, just identified each player in each category mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. well. This wasn't... This is all This is all now my doing. We yeah. just got given the list of 20. And now, now this is my value add. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So backcourt one through eight, I've counted eight backcourt players. Uh, one, Sammy Whitcomb, Christy Wallace, Tess Madgen, Jade Melbourne, Shyla Hill, Madison Rochi, Isabel Borlace, and Steph Reed at eight. Mm-hmm. Any questions, comments? Should we move on to the wings? <laughs> <laughs> Firstly, uh... Jade Melbourne being at four is crazy because she might be one of the best guards in the WNBL at the moment. Mm. Like, in terms of... Yeah, like, she's the best player on her team and she's just yeah. performing, like, at such a high level. But, like, you can't make the argument that she is four. That she, she is, like, higher than fourth mm. um, on this list. Um, I th- I'm not so sure... I would have Borlase about above Maddie Rochi just because, like, I think... Let's say you're going to bring five of those guards... Like, you'd want the kind of young, up-and-coming, dynamic mm. one to be in that fifth spot. Like, Maddie Rochi's awesome, obviously. But, like, uh, Isabel Borlase is, I think, just such a more... Well, obviously, she's, like, the future, but she's such a more interesting, like, type of guard as well. Like, you know, being the size she is and being the great defender that she is. And, like, you know, I think getting blooded on the international stage at that age is just, like, the best experience for any sports mm. person. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I guess also if you just go to go through this one through eight, uh, Maddie Rochi would be surplus to requirement if you mm. have Magin, Melbourne, um, and then we saw at the World Cup and just, you know, as the Opals play, uh, Brunde- Sandy Brondello loves running yeah. stuff through Whitcomb yeah. and Steph Talbot. Yeah, yeah Steph Talbot and played point guard, you know. <laughs> so many, like, yeah. so, like, she was, like, not just the one getting the outlet, the one getting it for after scores yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, so I guess, I guess that's a fair point. Uh, I just... I think Rochi's a better defender than Borlase, and uh, I guess Borlase, I'm saying that kind of wrong. Borlase. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> and maybe just like experience and that, that played into it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My other note is I, I would agree that I think Jade Melbourne is probably better at, like technically better at basketball and more of an athlete than Tess Magin is right mm. now. Um, but the, the, the amount of times, and like again, the amount of people that have credited test imagine for like keeping us on track mm. in international competitions at the world cup um and just getting us into stuff and getting us to run a play when like thing like st- shit stuff starting to hit the fan yeah uh you can't overlook that no and, not at know, all uh getting wins is gonna be we're not you know you don't have the luxury of like kind of learning over an extended period of time at the olympics you need to just get the wins yeah you need to get in and get the wins and get out um so yeah, I think that's where the experience and yeah the maturity uh, has yeah. I think I have I think I have a very Australian tall poppy syndrome chip on my shoulder <clears throat> in this thinking where like you're so used to like I don't know in like the soccer world cup you're like oh we're never gonna win the thing so you better bring a few of the young lads yeah, on to yeah, like yeah. get them experience like nah you can just put twelve of the best basketball players in the world like on the squad yeah. and actually try and win the whole thing yeah like, which is where we are like yeah where fully in that position yeah. yeah it's such a privilege to be in that position yeah. where we can like just pack our best 12 yeah and then in four years time like Borlase has to be on that team yeah. in four yeah. years time and like uh, and there'll be like a few other players and then still most of these players yeah, as well yeah exactly right yeah um, yeah so I'm feeling I, I'm feeling pretty good about my, my list <laughs> <laughs> um, how about your wings onto the wings you don't want to jump to the bigs and then <laughs> the alright wings one through six this time <clears throat> I should also mention these is all if healthy. Yeah. Uh, I hate that you know that's such a, that's a thing you have to mention, but you got to mention it. Mm-hmm. Um, one Beck Allen, Steph Talbot, 
Darcy Garvin, Alice Connect, uh, Annalie Maley, and six Sarah Blitzars. Mm. Um, we had five of these players at the World Cup, with mm-hmm. Alex Kinnick, uh being the one that didn't make mm-hmm. it. Um, mentioned it at the top about Sandy loving to play bigger wing twos, threes as the point. I wouldn't be surprised if all six of these players yeah. got selected. Yeah. Um, just knowing what she likes to go for. And then also at like the international level, uh, you know, thinking about like China, France, Spain, the US, Belgium, they're all really tall teams. Mm. So, and I think that that's kind of where we see ourselves. And I would hope that that's where we see ourselves. And like so many of the players want to win a medal Mm -hmm. at the Olympics. Um, So yeah, I get a feeling all six of these players will be picked, maybe five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I'd agree. Like um, that category is... Like, Sarah Blissard's being sixth yeah. in, in that list is crazy. Yeah. Um, especially, again, because she's such, like, a, you know, a leader for the Opals mm. as well. Um, not, that, not that you've selected wrong at all. It's, that's, <laughs> I think that just speaks to the depth of the yeah. wing positions. And, yeah, like, we, I think, again, the way we've played under Sandy, like, you know, we've already, we've already proven that you can find space for, like, six wing-size players in a squad of 12, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I do, I do, I do hope that we bring maybe like one of Jade Nolan or mm. Maddie Rochi or Izzy Borlase just on, yeah, also like just that like first time experience and just like having like a, someone whose role is to play purely as a point guard. Yeah, yeah. Um, even just as like um, insurance for if, yeah, one of the more experienced guards goes down. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I get a feeling we'll be seeing five or six of these players uh, at, at the Olympics and even yeah. at the Olympic qualifying tournament. Yeah, yeah, and like you said, like yeah, it, like if Steph Talbot can step into playmaking duties, like you know, Annalie Melly, Beck Allen, both pretty solid in that category as well. Mm-hmm. Like you know, uh, you you might not need that guard depth if you're kind of confident in those other positions kind yeah. of contributing to that. Yeah, yeah, and then also just looking at this, I haven't thought about this till just now but like man who's the sixth best defender on that list because <laughs> like they'd be shit that, like looking at the looking internationally they oh, man they they would be one of the five best defenders on like any international team except for the US yeah yeah yeah. Oh, maybe not five but like <laughs> they'd be they'd be making it every yeah, other yeah, international yeah, team yeah, like based sure. like be, uh, primarily on their D mm-hmm um, yeah, man, embarrassment original. <laughs> um, shall we move to the bigs? Down low, yeah. Uh, uh, one, Ezzy Magbagor, Alana Smith, Kayla George, Mariana Tolo, Lauren Jackson, Zatina Akuso, six. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? A pretty solid list once again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling pretty comfortable. I think our bigs are like where we I mean, it might not be like our strongest positions, but it's where we have the like most, um, uh, I don't know, so we're the most interesting or something. Like, yeah. you know, being able to run out, roll out, like, you know, Ezzy, who's, like, so young and up and coming and, like, put, like honestly could be one, like, a legitimate star in the WNBA, like, in the next few years. Mm. Um, you know, DP- DPOY candidate. Uh, then someone who played on the team that won the championship 
and then like Lauren Jackson, <laughs> you know, who uh, needs no introduction, uh, who all have like different play styles, all at different stages in their career, all have like different levels of international experience. It's just like, um, yeah, again, an embarrassment of riches. Yeah, I think, yeah, there's just so much, I think, uh, going back to the thing at the start, when you were like, had this like compelling view of the bigs, which is there's so much assurance. Yeah. Like, I just take like Magbagor Smith, George Tolo, all four of them can play with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they all bring slight variations, but like so many complementary overlapping skill sets as well. Yeah. Like Kayla George can just hit, you know, turnaround jumpers just all game yeah. long. And like yeah. if she takes them every possession, it's a good basketball for us. Tolo, my God, man. Like, like there was Brianna Jones, I remember stood out as like someone that was just banging inside. Yeah, yeah. And Tolo was just like second, like behind yeah, her. Like yeah. she was like she just brought the physicality, um, and always came on when we needed it. Yeah, it was like okay, this is we need someone just yeah. like some toughness inside. Yeah, I was always just like perfectly timed. Yeah, she fulfilled her role like every single minute mm. she was on the court. Uh, Ezzy, I mean, like yeah, such a good all-around player, um, incredible defender, as you said, defensive player of the year candidate. Uh, moves incredibly well, like such an athlete. And then Alana Smith might be like the most uh, varied athlete or diverse athlete we have yeah. on the team. Yeah. Like, she moves like a guard. Um, her ability to turn and just, like, her athleticism, uh, yeah, it's, like, it's second to none. And yeah. then she was top three for most improved in the WNBA this past year. Yeah, season. yeah. Um, so her game's only growing. And she looks great for us in international competition. She has looked great for us in international competitions in the past. And you can only assume that she's going to be looking better for, like, the next few years yeah. and like going forward like she's just going to be um, a, a stalwart of Aussie basketball mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah um, can I can I throw a quick curveball at you potentially um, yeah <laughs> I can cut it out <laughs> <laughs> who can throw the fastest <laughs> um, uh, it given these uh, depth charts that you've created yeah uh, if you had to select your 12 person squad like what would it be? Where would you where would you cut it off in yeah. each in each category? <laughs> this is where I've been struggling. <laughs> so I think my non-negotiables for the bigs are Magbagor, Smith, George, Tolo. Okay. So I that's think four. You have bigs. to bring those four. Yeah. I really want to bring Lauren Jackson yeah. as well. But yeah. let's just go with those four. <laughs> Surely she just signs on as an assistant coach if she doesn't make <laughs> I was, the squad. <laughs> no joking. I hate to be that guy that was like, fucking I thought about that earlier. I thought about that today. Like we just have to bring she just yeah. has to be there. Yeah, of course. Retire again and then like, <laughs> resign with the flyers uh, for, the, the for the fifteenth time in your career. <laughs> um, I think oh, fuck alright, I've got to come back to the wings because I wanna pick I wanna pick all six. Yeah. But then that will leave, leave, that will leave two, two, two guards. guards. <laughs> Our captain, Tess Magin, can't make it. So let's go three backcourt. Yeah. Sammy Wick and Christy Wallace, Tess Magin. Yeah, that's good. Four in the front court. that's seven. Mm-hmm. And then... Oh, yeah, you have to cut out Blitzars, which is, just doesn't feel right, does it? It doesn't feel right at all. Yeah. Because she was, like like you said, it's like an unfinished business from the World Cup, and I think she was... She was that whole team did a really good job of bringing like Australia along for the ride mm-hmm. and they probably they definitely didn't get um, an equitable amount of coverage for how great they were I think at the Olympics it'll be I mean like just think about the basketball world cup generally I feel mm. like most casual basketball fans are like oh what there's a basketball world cup yeah, yeah, yeah everyone yeah. knows about the Olympics yeah, 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 yeah so there'll be more bright lights and I feel like 
there's just something kind of intangible about what she brings to the team and the energy that the team has when she isn't there. But going by my depth chart, far out, man. It's gonna it's gonna have to be her. But that doesn't feel right at all. No. No. There's a hard there's some hard decisions to make. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's like that's the that's the privilege of like being able to <clears throat> like it's not like oh who oh shit who's gonna be number twelve mm. it's like oh shit who's gonna be number thirteen yeah 14, yeah exactly 15. exactly like yeah. I would I would love to take I, I, all six wings five top five bigs and top four guards mm-hmm. backcourt which is fifteen yeah like that that the, I would love like those are my like if we if we bring any combination of those fifteen I'd be like you know. I feel like we're we're in good hands. Yeah, and you know the players that I've left off that list are like yeah they they would for sure make other teams yeah. twelve player squads. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. You're gonna have to, or I'm gonna have to come to terms with at least three snubs. Yeah. I think. Um, should we mention the coaching staff just briefly? Oh yeah, so it's I on, the, on paper. I unfortunately haven't looked. Oh, so this is news to me. <laughs> I assume Sandy's the so head coach. So Sandy Brundell is the head coach. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, and then her three assistants are Cheryl Chambers, who's Southside Flyers head coach. Yeah. Uh, Paul Goris, who's UC Capitals head coach. Um, and Shannon Sebum, who's Townsville mm. head coach. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I mean, yeah, Sandy is obviously a tried and true hand. Um, and then yeah, like Shannon had. Uh, an incredible, incredible coaching season last season. So it feels mm. like a, a, you know, a pretty obvious pick. I don't know. What's the, what do you, and yeah, like the, yeah. And again, the Flyers also had a fantastic season. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I, I think that's my, that's all I have to comment on it. Yeah. Paul Goris is an assistant uh, at UC. Oh, he's an assistant. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he was, he was the coach. Uh, he was the head coach in years past. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are my thoughts on the coaching staff? Like, very good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cheryl Chambers. Cheryl Chambers? Yeah, Cheryl yep. Chambers. Uh, she coached Australia at the Asia Cup, I think, this year. Mm-hmm. And we got a bronze medal. So she's like, you know, she's she's had experience on the international stage. Um, Sandy's like pretty, like, tried and tested on yeah. the international yeah. stage and in the WNBA. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I don't really know too much about the other, team, <laughs> especially as assistant coaches on international. I'm, I'm going to make a completely uninformed opinion here. Paul Goris feels like a Mike D'Antoni type. Okay. <laughs> like he's old and he's like, yeah, I'm just assistant coach on yeah. a bunch of teams. Yeah. Like, I also when they need their offense sorted out or yeah. something. I'll like, take another two million. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but for him, it's like, I don't know, 50K. Or <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Townsville have been playing incredible basketball the last two, two years, two seasons. Um, and Southside, I, they are like not only just have great talent, but like it's very clear to see how well Cheryl Chambers yeah. is going as a coach. And um, I guess maybe Madison Rochi being like such a, a consistent performer in the WNBL is probably the best example of that because yeah. she, she's like, I feel like that idea of like the point guard is an extension of the coach on the court is mm. really getting lost in basketball, but mm. I feel like this is a really good example of that. Yeah. And this is also a really good example of that going right, not only for the coach and for the player on like a, you know, team success level, but on an individual, uh, individually successful level. Um, so yeah, I feel good. I feel like we got, we got good, like good minds, good blending of minds, and then also good experience as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. 
Alright, um, should we move on to our next topic for today? Yeah. Um, would you like to take a quick break? Oh yeah, let's take yeah. a break. Yeah. I, I, would you like another beer as well? I would love one. The NBA moves so quickly these days, it's hard to keep up. Shams and Woj are breaking stories left and right, but the quick timeout is right there with them to keep you informed on the latest NBA news. Stop in and let us break it down as it happens. Find the quick timeout on the Deep 2 Podcast Network. Oh, God, that's sprayed all over my computer. <laughs> and that's the sound of a podcast restarting. Um, very weirdly good beer. And by yeah. weirdly good, I mean, I just feel like the branding... It's just the USA side, actually. Yeah, it, it, it's a gimmick beer as well. Well, so we're drinking a... <laughs> oh, yeah. We're drinking a Balta uh, X Figueroa Mountain West Coast Pilsner, which is, uh, I assume, uh, an iteration in a series of collaborations Balta is doing with uh, American breweries, which would give you pause for thought. It gave you pause for thought, in yeah, fact. Yeah, because Americans, let's say it with me, create the worst beers in the exactly world. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's really yummy. It tastes yeah. good. It's really yummy. It's very I, drinkable, but it's, it's got some flavor to it yeah. as well. Yeah. I get the feeling Bolter were like, just went into American companies were like, you guys will just make it at your factory, but let us please do it. <laughs> <laughs> We've got it from here. Or maybe not even. Brewed in Canada, Bolter Brewing. Oh yeah, maybe in Corumban. Cor- <laughs> oh my God, Bolter did get bought by Asahi. Far out. Oh, and this no. is how I find out live, <laughs> live on the W basketball show. God, breaking news! Yeah. Um, what does that mean? What does that mean? Does this Does this mean Ned can drink it? <laughs> really, the question. He can only drink beers that are owned by a Japanese parent company. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. It, it, it's just Asahi and uh, Kirin, uh, which you know, huge multinational beer companies buy like every Australian craft yeah. brewery and then like eventually run them into the ground. Good on them. Yeah. But I mean, this is still being brewed. I think most of them are still brewed in Australia. It's just like, yeah. you know, it's just yeah. sad. Kieran on tap. Actually, Asahi on tap. Yeah. You like oh, it? so good. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, you can really just drink them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's, it makes the experience of going to a Japanese restaurant all the better. Oh my like, God. I'm only going to have it on tap here. Yeah. By the way, Maybe I'm just thinking of dojo ramen, mm. but Japanese uh, entrees, side plates, and beers at restaurants so well priced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, so yeah, consumer yeah. priced. I think it's consumer got, friendly price. I think it's go- actually got to be like a holdover from like Japanese izakaya culture, where it's like you know there's just this whole idea that you should be able to go out and drink and eat for cheap after yeah. work, like yeah. just and have little bits and pieces, you know. Yeah, and get way too drunk. And then, like, sleep on your desk. And mm. then, you know, be back at work at 6am. Yeah. yeah. But don't leave after the boss or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, again, that's not why we're here. Next piece of news. And I did actually cut the break too early. I was thinking about that while we were on the break. Nah, I think this makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is actually... You, you take this one away. As, as the resident Aces fan. Uh, so... Three-time NBA champion? I mean, if only there was a way to check this out. <laughs> um, and uh, WNBA Finals MVP, Chelsea Gray, uh, who's also a guard for the Las Vegas Aces, if you didn't know. Um, she has just been uh, added to the NBC Sports California pre- and post-game broadcast team for the Sacramento Kings, yep. uh, where she'll be an analyst, I think, 
a main analyst and a sideline analyst is what I'm guessing. Like, she'll be on the call as well as, you know, uh, doing the sideline thing, interviewing the coaches and the players. Um, which is just really cool because she's, uh, I think, one of the foremost minds in the basketball world. Yeah, I would agree with that. How do you feel about this as an Aces fan? And then also, how do you feel about this as just a viewer? Um, as an Aces fan, I don't know. It's really good. I think especially, you know, in women's sport where there isn't as much money and, you know, like, place financial future isn't super secure. It's so good to see you know, like someone you care about, and I genuinely, I genuinely care about her, <laughs> um, like, you know, s- securing, uh, I guess, a career post-basketball. Mm. Uh, also, like, you know, she's just always insightful and charming and funny in any sort of Aces, mm. Aces content. Uh, post-game interviews, Instagrams, uh, things of that nature. And yeah, like she's <laughs> she's just such a smart player and she's I think she's so good at verbalizing like how she mm. thinks about the game as well. Um, and then, yeah, I, I, I think it's just like going to be another good basketball mind whenever you watch a sack. Like I'm obviously going to listen to the Kings broadcast whenever yeah. I watch <laughs> a Kings versus anyone uh, game mm. uh, because of this. And, uh, and yeah, like... I do think I do think stuff like this also helps like the visibility of the WNBA. Mm. Even though you know, like, yeah, she's gonna be, uh, she's going to be listened to by uh, quite a not one of the larger fan bases <laughs> in the WNBA. But uh, it's still you know like people people hearing her on the broadcast is gonna attract more people to the to the league. I think yeah. Yeah, um, I think as. As a, as a long time NBA viewer now, mm. I feel like I'm a long time NBA. Hundred percent. What's a long time NBA viewer? Ooh. Two plus years. <laughs> Thirteen years old. Yeah. Um. How you've been watching for like fifteen years or something? I've been I've been I've probably had League Pass or League Pass adjacent <laughs> for <laughs> for ten years. Yeah. But then also, ah, uh, and then like an extra six years of like. Foxtel and Foxtel adjacent. Mm-hmm. No, even longer. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know why I'm. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm... We can go to Facebook.com and find. No, you. no, 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 no. no. <laughs> um, I'm just saying you've been talking about basketball on the internet for like 12 years. That's so. true. Okay, so what I was gonna say <laughs> is I feel like my um, basketball viewing experience over the like last two to six years, like that window, mm-hmm. two years ago to six years ago. Just like there was just, I just don't feel like we had the best, um, the best broadcast mm. in terms of like mm. basketball people in basketball, you know, uh, in commentating and analyst positions. And now I feel like the NBA is really cluing on to like, oh wait, people actually want to like know about the game yeah. and like people want to like hear something and like hear some insight, like not just hear like players say the same thing mm. at every quarter time and half. <clears throat> not half time, but every quarter time and post game, like fans are sick of hearing the same stuff. And I feel like Chelsea Gray is just one of the best people to bring in, maybe the best person in the world yeah. <laughs> to bring in for that. Because like, as you said, like not only is she just this incredible basketball mind, like the amount of times you as a viewer have, can now telegraph when she's going to make that like full quarter, half court, no look pass on the fast break. And 
It's like this inside joke she has yeah. with you as a viewer. <laughs> and no one else in the court knows what's going to happen mm. except the player cutting. The other team has no clue. And then she just makes that pass. Not only is like someone with that IQ, but then, yeah, someone with the charisma and like um, the personality that she has. Uh, great hire for the Kings. Um, she covered a game today. Yeah. That uh, we, we both obviously missed. <laughs> um, but... I mean, and also like it's just I just feel like it fits the Kings as well. Just yeah. like this up and coming team that has like that's just become one of the best shows in basketball. Yeah. Um and really good at tapping into like what I guess the newer NBA audience is interested in. Yeah. And like, like I mean the sort of positive stuff, like the the theater yeah. and like the good nature and not not all that. Ah oh, man, I mean this is such a this might be a rude thing to say, but like that kind of Kobe era, like hard nose, like everything serious, yeah, like yeah. the mentality of basketball. I think like, you know, the Kings uh, are much better at tapping into that. Like, look, these guys, they're the, they're the best at what they're doing, <laughs> yeah. but also like they are kind of having fun and like they're friends and they're friendly with each other instead of being like, nah, no fucking friends in the league. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know. That's what the Kings embody for me at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Like light the beam. Yeah. Like yeah. that could have so easily gone wrong. Yeah. hundred percent. That, like, <laughs> if, if they hadn't won like 50 games last yeah. season as well. <laughs> yeah. But also like if you were to give like, so, and like the Kings, I feel like were the first social media team that was really posting like mm. gags on the internet, yeah, yeah. like post game and stuff. Um, <clears throat> so they've always been good at that, but like they had to be in the boardroom or whatever room, uh, in the front office before the se- the start of last season and like it would have been months of planning but I feel like the gist of Light the Beam was like some fucking old white guy coming in and being like can someone make a meme for us yeah. <laughs> and like you give that to any other any other sporting team in the league yeah, they yeah, just goes yeah. wrong nearly yeah, every yeah, time yeah, yeah. but the, the the Kings nailed it yeah Um, and yeah they're just like yeah the, I feel like the the idea of the team like the personality of the team isn't just the players it's like mm. it's the whole organization and yeah it, le- it like leads into the broadcast as well yeah, yeah so yeah. cool great time to be a kings fan yeah 100%. unfortunately we don't know any of them <laughs> um yeah i think just just one more thing building on what you were saying about like what fans want to hear when they're listening to the broadcast when you listen to like some of those older um you know i don't know like um Reggie Miller comes to mind. Like, uh, when it, whenever like their partner, you know, their like professional media co co host, co broadcaster, like refers to them, they're being. It's always like over like some like, you know, I don't know. Uh, oh, like how would have you reacted to this situation in the NBA? And it's never like actually about the play. It's never like you know, oh, okay, like, how did you approach, like, spot-up threes? Or, like, how did you, you know, how how did you shoot when you were going left? Or, like, uh, stuff like that. It's always, like, man, back in my day, we never would have done that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, like, you know, um, when you listen to, say, I don't know, someone like JJ Reddick, who, like, I am loath to... Uh, I'm loath to compliment sometimes because of my personal feelings about it. <laughs> But, like, when you listen to him on a broadcast, like, his broadcast partner, uh, often Ryan Rocco, uh, will be like, okay, like, what was it like, you know, when a team, like, you know, uh, was running a zone against you? Or, like, what was it like when, you know, you had to do this? And then he, like, explains it. And you're like, oh, fuck. That's, like, really interesting to hear someone who did that 2,000 times while it's happening in front of your eyes explain, like, 
why they're doing it and what it's like to do it. Whereas I think there's just this thing where for a long time where it's like, no, and it's the same in other sports. It's like the only thing that these extremely experienced players were telling you about was like the kind of like culture of being on the court or like Mm. the atmosphere of being on the court. It's like, no, no, I actually want to know how you played basketball. Yeah. 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 Um, I feel like, again, uh, a hard person to compliment. Maybe the least complimentable person in the NBA, but Doc Rivers, on his first broadcast, uh, you know how everyone's like, no one plays D in the NBA anymore? Just like within three or four minutes of his first broadcast, Doc Rivers was like, uh, now we have all these inflated scores because teams are playing a lot faster. There's not actually no defense being played. So just don't get misguided. <laughs> 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 you just completely like nullified like half of people's yeah, arguments. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just so simply as well. Mm. And it was like, oh, it really is that easy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. so easy to explain. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, he's been a surprising breath of fresh air. Yeah, like. genuinely. <laughs> Some, it sounds... Even though he sounds like he needs appreciation. <laughs> yeah. um, also, yeah, Ryan Rocco, JJ Redick, Richard Jefferson, they had mm. a game one time. I'm sure they've had a couple, but <laughs> I remember just being like, I have to watch this. Yeah. Not even just for the basketball. So it's, it's such a good combination. Like, yeah. Yeah, Ryan Rocco, again, I think he gets what people want to listen to. Yeah. And then like RJ and... Um, uh, JJ, RJ and JJ. Uh, I think they're the perfect. Ah, 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 JJJ. RJJJJ. Ah, ah, Oh, snap. Triple R, triple J. Um, yeah, like. Come back after that. I think they both know how to balance that, like, you know, ribbing each other a little bit, while actually like doing a good job commentating the game. Yeah. 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 Uh, congrats Chelsea Gray I'm excited I'm excited to watch Kings games And also I'm excited to watch The Aces next year mm-hmm. Is she under contract? I think so yeah Okay Well hopefully for you <laughs> uh, Now Next thing Next thing we had planned Was the bloody WNBA draft lottery mm-hmm. This happened yesterday? Um, I think it before? I think it happened yesterday Yeah No it happened yesterday Yeah, yeah. All of these things Happened yesterday Yeah Wow Yeah like, Great time to Could record Could you believe it? <laughs> Uh, so, should we, how do you want to do this? Should we just go through the draft lottery order first? Should we, do we want to go through, yeah, should we go through the order and then go through, I mean, I have ESPN's mock draft in front of me. Yeah, um, I've got ESPN's as well. There was also another one I had that I liked, but ES, if we're both on ESPN's, <laughs> just stick with that. We'll settle with that. Um, do, do you want to go through the order first and then we can sort of break it down as far as we can? Yeah, sure. So, uh, first pick, Indiana Fever, we'll just do the first round, yeah. 1 through 12. Indiana Fever, Los Angeles Sparks, Phoenix Mercury, Seattle Storm, Dallas Wings, Washington Mystics, Minnesota Lynx, uh, Atlanta Dream, Dallas Wings, Connecticut Sun, New York Liberty, Los Angeles Sparks. Yeah, which uh, I'm that's the Aces pick. I'm, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm going to assume that. <laughs> yeah, and Dallas have two picks. No, not Dallas. Mini, Mini have two picks? Dallas? No, 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 no. no, no. no I oh, think no. it's just the Sparks. No, no, Dallas has... Five and nine. Oh yeah, okay. So oh, so who's pick. okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, only it said <laughs> we um, as in the storm mm-hmm. dropped. I think we fell from expected second yeah. pick to fourth. Yeah, I'm burning a little bit, but uh, I feel like you were about to say something. No, 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 no. I wasn't about to say anything. You go on. Okay, so I've been uh. Sabrina Ionescu was the first 
college player that like infiltrated my algorithm mm. that like stayed. Yeah. And there have been countless players that have come in for, you know, moments here and there and then fallen away, come in, fallen away, etc. Mm-hmm. Paige Beckers is the other yeah. player that's come and stayed. And I really, really wanted the storm to get her. Right. It's yeah. now looking like every mock draft that I've looked at at least She's has her as the top three yeah. in the top three or as a top two pick and now we've fallen from two to four and you know I'm sure we'll get a great young prospect yeah. but I really wanted to get someone that was like it's so hard to maintain that like that level of um, coverage and production sorry that actually comes the other way it's so hard to maintain that level of production which then comes with the coverage yeah. And I think that that's just like so tried and tested. And, you know, for, I, I'm not going to compare anyone to Sabrina Ionescu, but like, uh, <clears throat> Sabrina came into the league so ready and she had that first season that was three games or whatever. And then that second season she had, she was just already ready for like the uh, outside of basketball stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, she was so ready to be like a star in New York and stuff like that. And I just feel like that's repeatable in someone like Paige Beckett. Yeah, yeah. And like, <clears throat> you can trust the Storm with the top pick. Sue Bird, Jewel Lloyd, Lance <laughs> Stewart. Like, these are like all-time great. No, maybe not Jewel Lloyd's an all-time great, but like, she could be. But yeah. like, yeah, like, the, 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 organization develop, the organization develops these plays really well. And I just I was just hoping that we get, uh, we'd either stay the second or maybe drop to the third. The fourth, though, is a tough pill to swallow. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very much a a one through three sort of draft uh, situation. And yeah, you were very clearly tanking to get one of those, <laughs> one of those good yeah. picks. Um, I'm just going to jump in and say that fifth pick that the Dallas Wings has uh, is from Chicago. Okay. Just so we've covered that journalistic sort of base, if yeah. you will. Yeah. Cheers, bro. <laughs> um, shall we go through this mock draft? Yeah, let's go through this mock draft. Um, so the Indiana Fever... Um, who I think deserved the first pick, mm. um, uh, are projected to draft Caitlin Clark out of uh, Iowa, mm. which, I don't know, Indiana and Iowa, they both feel like corn states. So, <laughs> so, so it, feel, it feels like a kind of Larry Bird pick for me, you know? Like, <laughs> He's also from Indiana. Yeah, no, but, you know, like, a guy from Indiana being picked by the Boston Celtics makes sense. Like. <laughs> That's so funny. Like a, a girl from Iowa getting picked by the Indiana Fever mm. makes sense. Um, yeah, she is incredible. Like uh, her shot making ability is just like out of this world. Um, she actually looks like she can hit it from anywhere in the court, like mm. whenever she wants. Um, and she is an excellent playmaker to boot. Um, yeah, what do you what do you make of? Yeah, well, uh, Indiana Fever, I feel like um, Aaliyah Boston had a great uh, rookie season. Um, and uh, Caitlin Clark is just like unanimous first pick uh, at every mock draft that you look at. UNLS had a chat about um, the... What was that college game? It was, well, the, it was while I was traveling. It was the NCAA. It was the final or the, one of the final four games. It was the final four games. Between Caitlin Clark and Angel, Angel Reese. Reese. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just it was just very loaded. Let's, yeah. let's say that. <laughs> yeah, I missed all of that because I was yeah. just like getting tan or some shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, you guys did a great job of covering that. I remember listening to that and being like, "Oh damn, I'm, yeah. I'm missing out." Yeah, yeah. I know I'm the one on hold, <laughs> but I'm missing. Out. Uh, and yeah, just yeah, I think that Caitlin Clark is kind of a no-brainer here. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Dare I say she's got she's got that mindset mentality? Absolutely, yeah, hundred percent. Which is something the favor could use. Yeah. Um. And if she honestly, I mean, yeah, she feels like one of those players. Again, league ready could come in and like Indiana immediately, you know, like at the seventh seed or something like that. Yeah. Um. And yeah, Ali Boston, as we mentioned, but also Christy Wallace. Is yeah. 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 Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think from memory, she's signed for multiple years, but I could be wrong with that. I also no. Think I think yeah. I think she's still on the roster. But okay. Hopefully. I, again, I think. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, but it does feel like they are trying to just pivot rather than like bottom out yeah. completely um, and which, which yeah you can do in the WNBA for sure yeah, yeah and, and hopefully yeah on the back of Ali, uh, Aaliyah Boston and now uh, Caitlin Clark hopefully they can make that pivot and start like building towards mm-hmm. something yeah pick two uh, pick two uh, so this was uh, the upset I suppose that kicked you and Phoenix down two spots um, the Los Angeles Sparks who like was it a season ago or two seasons ago? It looked like they were really swinging to be like the third best team in the WNBA. Yeah, like, I, I thought they were going to be great last yeah, season yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, like they made really big signings yeah. on sort of building on a uh, already, um, you know, strong team. Uh, I think like, you know, they also sort of took advantage on teams that wanted to like step back a little bit as well. Like, um, yeah. what were the trades they made? Um, in the last offseason, they added Steph Talbot as yeah. Ray Stevens. Yeah. Jasmine Thomas. Jasmine Thomas. Um, oh, the D- the Diarca Hamby situation mm. as well. Um, so they added like 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 battle tested players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and like former all stars and stuff. Yeah. Um, and but they they had a bad season the season prior, and I feel like you could attribute that to health. But then last season, I think it was the same deal as yeah. well. I think you could like you contributed to health as well. Yeah. So I think it it's a boon for them. Like very, 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 not lucky, but like you know, I think this sort of uh, changes their trajectory a lot. So projected at two is Cameron Brink, who's yeah. a power forward out of Stanford. She's mm. uh, six foot four. Mm. I'm seeing here, she average is averaging eleven rebounds and three point three blocks. So that's pretty good. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> good numbers if you can get them. Yeah, even even as a team that's like <clears throat> in the lottery or finished so close to the bottom and could end up as a team that got the second overall pick mm-hmm. they could they, they could really just pick best player available yeah still due to just like how many players they have in each position mm. um i'm i personally don't know i don't watch college sports at all <laughs> um but uh she's got great numbers <laughs> <laughs> um yeah <laughs> that's, that's that's a good that's a good point i think <laughs> um, so uh, it pick three here uh, the Phoenix Mercury yeah. unfortunately projected to get uh, your girl Paige Beckers, Paige Beckers. Uh, six foot six foot zip point guard coming out of UConn <laughs> um, <laughs> six foot zip um, and like I mean the first line on this uh, ESPN article I think says it all with Mercury legend Diana Taurasi turning 42 next June <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you can go from Diana Taurasi to like you know uh, we're calling her like an Ionescu level potentially player like you're looking pretty good <laughs> yeah someone to just steady the ship or like learn from 
threw us in and yeah. just right, right out. Oh, how good would that be? Being like a complete dominant player in college sports and then Daniel Tarossi is your like backup point guard for your yeah. first season in the WNBA. Yeah. <laughs> nah, surely oh, well, Tarossi you know, starts. Or, 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 or vice versa. Or like side by side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that, that also means uh, Diana Tarossi would have started her college career before Beckham was born. Fucking hell. Crazy. That is crazy. She was a UConn <laughs> legend by the time Beckers was born. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, also, Paige Beckers the other day became the quickest uh, UConn player to a thousand points, beating Maya Moore. And they they did a grid of like the um, all the UConn players that have hit a thousand points, and they're just so good. Yeah, it's like right. Superbird, Brianna Stewart, Maya Moore. Uh, um, there's like there were nine of them, mm-hmm. and I'm <clears throat> missing out on yeah, right. However many I'm missing out. Wow. Yeah. Um, so next you got the storm Camilla Kondo so I can't say I, I know too much about her but it's just I, I'm just like it's just it's not getting easier no. it's not getting easier to be the fourth yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah no I, again well a 6 foot 7 center is pretty nice yeah it would be nice a pretty nice player to have I feel like we never have like the big bigs yeah yeah um, moving down the list uh, maybe we should go big by yeah, big yeah, yeah 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 Nadia Poch from from Australia mm. and playing for Cheryl Chambers' Southside Flyers. Also, another player I really expected to make the 20-player squad for the Opals and then also another player that, like, just speaks to how good we are right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's not even making the 20-player squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's projected to go in the first round. I've seen... I saw one... one mock draft put her at five with Dallas and the ESPN one has her at seven with the Minnesota Lynx yeah. and she would be a great kid on both of those teams uh, I actually love <clears throat> the idea of her in Dallas with like Isabella Harrison and Satu Saboli just like put out these like huge wings with like heaps of length mm-hmm. and um, I mean you could even play one of them or make that the front court and yeah. just like run run all game yeah yeah um, but <clears throat> it's it's uh, it's cool to see I feel like last year she was very raw in the WNBL, uh, WNBL and mm-hmm. she's still like 19. Yeah. But even her like year from last year to this year jump in the WNBL has been huge. And she's just like brought a level of consistency to every performance. Um, and it's kind of rewarding her. And Southside have uh, Mercedes Russell, Lauren Jackson, so he's like great bigs. Yeah. And then, I mean, we've, got, we've talked about them a little bit on this show. But then, like, yeah, Maddie, Maddie Rochi in the backcourt, uh, Beck Cole in the backcourt. And Poch is just the perfect pal- uh, complementary piece to all of them. And mm. She shows it in, like, cutting, shooting. Uh, there's so much space created on the court, and I feel like the rest of the players are kind of, like, in their roles. And Poch is kind of the only one that's like, mm, I guess I'm still kind of making my game. So she just, like, carves her way all around the court. And it's just, like, it's awesome to see her development. Um... But yeah, where where would you where would you like to see it picked? Um, let's have a look. Yeah, I like that. I like that wing suggestion. I don't know. Would the would the storm jump up that far to get her, or are there is there sort of more pedigree higher up the draft? Um, I think like the links as well. Like you know, I think they they probably need like you know a really solid wing player. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I mean, it's just it's just exciting seeing Australian that high up, yeah, that high up yeah. the board. <laughs> nah, absolutely, like a first round pick for an Aussie, it sounds like it's always exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I also like the links pick, yeah. like the links fit, because uh, I feel like they did lack that like just pure wing. Mm. They always had like 
Um, but I feel like I always had a two or a three. Yeah. The three or the four. But like a two that had could be converted to a three rather than a, like a. Four yeah, or yeah, three. yeah, yeah. Um, and also I like their big depth now with like Dorka Juhas like, mm-hmm. uh, having such a good uh, playoffs. And oh, actually, while we're here, you can find an article I wrote about the Dallas Wings. Hey. <coughs> on the deep Yes, that's just the deep two dot. That actually that simple. It's actually that simple. It's, I can't, which I can't believe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there is there anyone else of note in this first round for you? Maybe the next pick down. Yeah, I, yeah. We should talk about Angel Reese just yeah. because you know. Uh, just because she just hit the gritty. With <laughs> she just hit the gritty with Jam around. She she said yes. <laughs> Um, no, but she's she's a really fun player. Like, um, you know, I suppose all the social media stuff aside, like she is uh, a really exciting. I do feel like having her go eighth. I feel like she would be like a really good compliment to Ryan Howard. Like, you know, oh, true. Like a good dynamic um, big um, to partner with her. But like, you know, I think like. Playing her with Ryan would also kind of like paper up maybe her own like shot creation, like the lack in her own shot creation and her own shooting and stuff like that. Like, you know, she can just sort of hammer inside a lot more. And like, yeah, her defense is incredible, which I think the dream could really use as well. Yeah. Also, Shane Parker had a great season. Um, Aerie McDonald, who's been just killing it for the uh, Perth Lynx this season. Mm. <clears throat> also, also a bloody Atlanta, a, a, a dreamer. Yeah, a dreamer of, of Atlanta. They should be a good. They should be a good team over yeah. the next few years. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, and Naz Naz Hillman, uh, <clears throat> of the Melbourne Boom. Hey, yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like they, they Ryan Howard was the first pick, not last year's draft, but the draft mm-hmm. before. And as soon as they realized she was good, they were just like, all right, let's go. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I feel like Angel Reese is like, uh, from what I've gathered, I miss, I miss that, that, uh, that final four and like the, Mm-mm. was it March Madness? It would have been March Madness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. had to be March Madness. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, I miss that, like that run and like that little part of it, uh, basketball history. But uh, it, from what I gathered, it, it seems like the adjustment to like a professional league isn't going to be the issue. No, no, not at all. It's just going to be about how quick she can produce. Yeah, exactly right. And then also, you know, I think, um, you know, there's, when you, when you become like the the Instagram college player, people like, fuck yeah, she's the best. Yeah. She's the best player in the draft. It's like, no, she has like a lot of holes in her game. (laughs) Like, like she's not, uh, you know, she's not like a ball handling six foot three power forward. Mm. Like she, she is, uh, you know, very like hustle, very good at re- rebounder, very good finisher. But like, you know, there's a lot of development to do as well. But yeah. like, I think also, you know, if you do want to talk about the personality stuff, always great to get a good personality, like, mm. you know, in a good situation. Um, and, you know, maybe, maybe if that boosts their draft capital a bit, that's not a bad thing. Like, yeah. 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 All right. Well, is there any anything else you'd like to add? Any last comments? Any any last bits of news you'd like to? No, nah, I think that's pretty good. Um, it's fun to talk about. Uh, it's fun to talk about women's basketball news because, you know, I think it's just gets saturated out of the media sometimes. Mm. Like, you know, it's good to be like all this stuff is happening, and you know, we can stay on top of it. Yeah, and like, it's not like, it's not like it all happened from 
in the whole window of the last episode till this episode. Mm. It was all yesterday. Yeah, it was as, actually all yesterday. As we said, this is all yesterday. <laughs> so hopefully this is a sign of things to come. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully there'll just be an abundance of things to talk about. Yeah, for sure. Moving forward. Um, now, well, looking look into the future for you and I. Yeah. Um, do you... <laughs> These conversations always make me nervous. <laughs> so... Just going by the the two the two week schedule this show goes on. Yeah. Our next show would be on Boxing Day, which you know I assume we won't, <laughs> won't be doing. Yeah. Is this a is this a see you after the holiday oh, sort of thing? Or? Oh my god, see you next year. Exactly right. Could or he? or we are also both going to be going to see the Melbourne Boomers play the Bendigo Spirit. Bendigo on Spirit the on the thirtieth of yeah. December. Cause, so could it be fun to meet meet back at some point? Near then. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we could do that. I guess around Christmas time, I'm sure our um, employer will be understanding <laughs> if we miss an episode of the W or a JBG. You can almost count on that, actually. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, I'll speak to you when I'm speaking to you. Yeah, see you in the near f- next year's future. <laughs>